Diablo Bang. Got this. All right. Uh, hey, Hans, I heard about your morning. Did you have a good night? Court. Court. Right, please rise. <laughs> we are back. The gang's back. Billy's back. Well, back. Billy's back, man, and ain't it grand. <laughs> dude, dude, dude. And I'm sucking on oysters like Lips Manless, and Casey's looking old oh, yeah. prune-faced over there, and Ash is, uh, <laughs> oh. what's her name, Bulls Mulroney? What, what is she? <laughs> She, who, uh, who's faceless? Oh what, yeah, it's uh, false what's face. Her name? It's uh, Madonna, but yeah, it's like yeah, it's like Bulls Mulrooney. Or, it is, isn't right. it? Yeah. You know who I forgot? I watched that again recently, and it it holds up in parts, and it doesn't in others. Stylistically, it's like it's so over the top that I feel it will always hold up in that regard. It doesn't yeah. hold up necessarily. It's it's a little too like. I, I don't know Dick Tracy enough, but I feel like it's a little too like um disrespectful is not the right word, so go with one adjective underneath that, like to the material. Like it just doesn't like hold too true to it, because it could be fucking almost more like uh uh what's that what's that Frank Miller? Um Oh uh, uh Sin City. Sin City, yeah. It could be a little even more like like if you wanted to do like a true blue like Dick Tracy like and make mm-hmm. it like disgusting like the way they are and the way the cities are almost like a gotham even like it would yeah. be amazing and i wonder if you could do both like i wonder if you could do the bright lights and the really over the top set design and then make it disgusting as well i wonder I think you could anyways it's, it's tim burtony yeah would, well, oh, i almost it. feel like he could have sued the i don't know which one came first but in soundtrack i don't know if danny elfman did the soundtrack but he, sh- it just sounds like ripped straight out of 1989 Batman. Uh, I don't know where I was going. I was going to say I recognize the piano player, 88 Keys, was uh, is uh, Mandy Patinkin. Yeah. He's really, really good in it. I don't know. I don't know, man. Mandy Patinkin is an anomaly to me because he's this huge uh, entertainment, like, uh, megastar, really. He's a huge yeah. star, and he's respected, highly respected within the industry. And I just don't know what the fuck he does. I've seen him in two things. Uh, right, yeah. Princess Bride, Dick Tracy. That's it. And I guess he's he on was, Broadway, right? He was huge in theater. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Right? He sings. he did one season of what? Criminal Minds? And he, he did went, one, I don't do this shit. He, yeah, he did right. Criminal Minds for one Good season. And he, and he was basically like, um, I go to work every day and talk about women being abused and raped. I don't want to do that. And then he did, did Homeland. He does Homeland now. Oh, okay. I mean, I'm, yeah, I guess it's just a matter. I'm, I'm sure he's he works fine. Ice-T doesn't have a problem with the whole sexual oh, no. abuse situation. He revels in that shit. I tell you what, yes. I've been unemployed for such a long time now that I've gone through all of She's the SVUs. Oh, yeah? I, I love those shows. It's horrible, and I don't watch them now that I have the baby. Like, because I realized, like, oh, she can hear this. Oh, like, that's okay. So I know, but it still makes me feel weird. I'm just kidding. Especially, like, when they do, like, a child porno case and I'm, like, nursing my baby, I'm like, I just feel dirty right now. We need to stop. Um, But, yeah, I love Ice-T, man. Detective Tutuola. Tu- his name's Tutuola? 
Yeah, of Odafin Tutuola. What a name. What a name. <laughs> I was like, that was, they went, who Who did we cast as this? Ice-T? I got to he needs a better name. I'm he watching, can't just be Ed Jones. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You got you to gotta spice him up. I, what, are, what are Meg and I watching? You know, Meg is with child. I think she's 14 weeks now. And we're watching wow. some show. We're watching some show where I'm just like, this show is great. Like, uh, absorb it up. It's called Vice Principals on HBO. Oh, oh we love it's it. gnarly. Love it's so good. <laughs> it's but so it's good. the most profane. I don't think anybody does profane like Danny McBride and Jody Hill. I really don't. Oh, God. I love it so much. I'm such a Walton Goggins oh, fan. Who isn't? So like, that character is oh. one of the most unique characters I've come across because i know walton oh, goggins he plays so... like a cool southern eccentric but i've never seen such an evil <laughs> yeah. such an evil like southern gentleman in all my life i'm not far in it so he's an I evil guess, dandy yeah he's a fucking like old school evil dandy yeah <laughs> there's no spoilers but i'm right on the episode and i i meg and i must have laughed for like it's just one of those times where something just hits you and you finally get that nice long laugh and I guess we'll eventually get into what we're doing here, but it's where he's like, can I just make your afternoon coffee? It's like the fifth episode in the first season. He's like, somebody needs their special afternoon coffee. And he goes in the other room and he's putting two sugars and he puts cream and he turns around and he just hawks a big loogie. <laughs> yeah, and right mid loogie, she walks in and she's like half sent. She's like, oh, I forgot to tell you. <laughs> You just know what it's like getting caught red. I've never obviously gotten caught doing something like that. But just when you're caught red-handed, there's no excuse. It's over. Yeah. And just the face she has, like, I've been drinking his special coffee for a month. and he you're, just... you're glad you caught them, but you're also horrified, like, how long <laughs> has this been going on? Yeah. I would definitely say, like, ignorance is bliss. Like, I would have oh, rather yeah. not know. Absolutely. I used to work with a girl who... Uh, uh, Anna, I will keep it anonymous, but I used to work with her at Starbucks and she, ha she was like Walton Goggins. She's a female Walton Goggins. Uh, <laughs> she was. She, somebody would be, we was at Starbucks. The way this setup was at Starbucks is the register was very close to the drip coffee. So it was like, you had a little, um, shelf behind you or bar area behind you where the drip coffee was. So that was to your back. Your back was to that. And then your front was to the register and the customer. So all you had to do when they order a drip coffee is turn around and pour it or a pour a tea. And there was this lady that came in every morning. She was ex always extremely rude about ordering your tea. And the balls on this woman, the the uh, the girl I knew, the balls would to literally go, okay, venti tea, turn around, just doing a pivot, pour her tea, yeah. and then hawk a loogie right in her tea. With her back right to her and then turn and give it to her like every day. I was like, this is fucking unreal. The skill of like the perfectly arced loogie from the standing position. Yeah. Because you, you have a different body language when Ex you're hunkering exactly. down to hawk a loog. But if you have perfect posture and you're like able to like. Whoop, I know. This now woman I'm so is concerned. two feet away from you. It's like and like just like clockwork. It's like a Larry Bird jump shot. It's just yeah. like perfect. Man, just, and I, I don't know, I, I guess in retrospect, like, I was, you know, I ended up dating this person, but in retrospect, it was like, that would have been amazing to see her get caught, too. Like, that <laughs> yeah, would have been right. a fun experience, too. And by the way, if you ate a cheese curd uh, between the years 1996 and 
2001, you ate a cheese curd packaged with saliva from this person because she spit in every bag of cheese curds she produced uh, <laughs> from that time she that she worked in the this- warehouse. Oh man, she was. She deserves to be a character in a Jody Hill show. Oh she my was god, the surliest yeah. lady. She's a salty motherfucker. That's for sure. Or she was. You know who knows? But I doubt that. Uh, I doubt that leaf has turned. Yeah. If anything, they get a little crinklier once they <laughs> age. <laughs> <sighs> well, she was an old flame of mine. Oh, she was. Yeah, that's go. the connection, baby. That brings us to, is this episode 15, season two? 15, yeah. Yeah, yeah we're there. And uh, boy, I don't know. I don't know. I, I mean, I have a description. It has some spoilers in it, but I'll I'll hit it if you guys want. And I'll just, I'll just it. Pa- pare it down a little bit. Uh, so we're not, we're not uh, losing too much. Uh, anyways, this episode aired the 23rd of January, 1985. Uh, what did I already say the title? Yeah, An Old Flame. And The Old Flame has to do with Selma and a long-lost lover. And there's a potential get-together with them and maybe a move to Florida. And then also, Harry has got a little side action going on, so he needs a temporary replacement. And lo and behold, some shenanigans arise from that temporary replacement. Good God, do they ever. (laughs) That's what I got. That's what I got. Does that work? It does. All right. I mean, and we start in our favorite starting point. Always. Cafeteria. And we start with our least favorite starting character at the table. Well, two of our faves. Billy's back in town. Oh, yeah. Billy is back in town. town. Billy's back in town. And she is setting them up so they can knock them down. Do we wonder if... Billy, if the episodes are were, are were released out of order now, or what happened here? They just wedged one in? Because why would we just no, have yeah. that really kind of non-sequitur, now what looks like a non-sequitur uh, defense attorney, and well, then Billy back to Billy? Because she was spitting in uh, Meatloaf's tea. Oh, she, oh yeah. Well, no, Meatloaf was spitting in her tin. <laughs> Well, in the eighties, I actually I looked it up, and in the eighties, when ladies were on the rag, they often didn't film their shows and had stand-ins. That's speculation. (laughs) That's a big speculation. I'm glad you said it, not me. So, all right, so it's official. Billy was on the old rag, on the old bloody snot rag last week. Where is she not, man? Get over to it. Preface, I'm glad that I was an absolute her. joke. I do not think that. Hashtag she me too, it. Ash. Me too. <laughs> Ash, put your dick away. <laughs> I said no. White cis male day parade. Yeah. <laughs> oh, poor Louie, right? <laughs> oh, no. Oh, Jesus. Don't oh, and a, speaking of fuck natural a, disasters. Oh, I that know. That is the. the Talking point of uh, the lunch is that uh, they're reading the newspaper and there was a terrible tornado that hit Kansas. Somebody doesn't do. give a fuck. Someone does not give a fuck, and his name is Dan. Yeah, Dan makes the joke. That's that's why they call him Mobile Homes. And then he gets a good laugh, and Billy gets mad at him for being yeah. offensive, and he said, "No one died, right, Mac?" And then Max said there were no injuries, but hundreds are left homeless. 
And Dan goes there. Happy. Yeah. Oh, Dan. And then I'll... I will say something that I do know. I don't have a an article right now or research to back it up, but I have read it before. So Dan starts with the comment, or, or maybe it's Mac, that trailer homes always seem to be the ones hit by tornadoes, and that's very purposeful. You tornadoes aren't an exact science. God hates poor people. But yeah, well. No, but America does. Tornadoes <laughs> yeah. aren't an exact science, but tornadoes tend to happen in the transition planes, like where the forest ends or when yeah. the city ends and that, those wide open fields, which mm. tends to be where trailer parks are. Now, when you look at like Kansas, Oklahoma, all of those states that get them the most, yeah, just like you would think of houses on the water, like during hurricane season, like... People are aware of the dangers of certain areas. Again, not an exact science, but developers are not going to build homes on those transition places Mm -hmm. in the states that that regularly get tornadoes in that area. Therefore, the land is cheaper. Therefore, the people that can afford it are developments that just set up for trailer parks. Right, it's like with Katrina, so it, like so what it, flooded it with does, the poor neighborhoods. Yeah, it does go hand in hand. It's actually very specific. It's not a coincidence. That's that makes perfect sense. I never thought about it like that. We Casey and I grew up. I don't know if Ohio yeah. got hit by tornadoes often, but Casey and I grew up in South Dakota where there was an an awful lot of uh, tornadoes. There was tornado seasons, and there was also an awful yeah. lot of mobile homes. And I don't think mm. I ever experienced a tornado in a mobile home, but like just in our regular home it's pretty treacherous so i can't imagine the feeling it would be like with oh my god it must just it must literally feel like you're about to get picked up and thrown away no i remember i think we we probably in middle school maybe like freshman sophomore but still young uh because my boss at the card shop her hometown in minnesota got like obliterated oh yeah by a tornado like what you see on the news like just the brick front of the house and like everything was gone and it is like you see like someone just took a laser pointer and went and just burned a line through this town because it was like just houses were gone gone yeah right there was a town in watertown that literally doesn't exist anymore i might have been i think it was tornado but i mean literally they went okay Next year's map, this town, I think it started with a W, but they're like, it's just done. This town does no longer it. exist. It, it just annihilated it. There's nothing here anymore. Thanks a lot, Dan. <laughs> and then, but what breaks us out of it is all of a sudden, Selma stands up. Yep. And I was like, the look she has, I was like, She's just seen somebody she thought was dead or something. It's really intense. And like she has well, this long stare and this long walk. Well, I thought because Harry comes in and tells them that he's not going to be there. Oh, yeah. Oh, right. okay. There's the setup. So, Thanks. So, and he goes, what are you guys going to do without me? And she gets up and I thought she was yeah. going to do like a bit yeah, about right. like, too. being fine without him. But yeah, Hans, you're totally right. She get this gets this look of like. I don't know. She looked like the lady of the Titanic when she dropped the necklace over the end. Mm-hmm. Oh, that no, is a she's like in a daze, and we don't see why she stands until the camera slowly moves with her, and we see like this 
cute little old man. Oh, and yeah. And they sort of stand face to face for a moment. And then all of a sudden, boom, they just lock lips. He's kind of dressed like Walton Goggins from character from yes, he Vice Principal. Yeah, he really is. <laughs> Marty. Like and a nice white suit, vest. Yeah, they and then they just they just smooch. They just lock lips, and I don't even think... Does somebody say something before the credits, or they just no, go to the credits? No, it goes to credits, because we come back. And no, ha- it's Harry. It's Harry has a line. Oh, okay, what is it? Because they start smacking. So Harry sets it up of, what are you guys going to do without me? And then... Selma starts, Smooch. they start kissing passionately, and Harry says, I believe this is verbatim, but I didn't get it down. Um, he goes, well, it looks like you'll you'll find a way to occupy occupy yourselves. Boom. So, and, and that's the joke. Credits. And we come back, and Bull is sitting at the same table looking at his watch. And they are still kissing. First time a bit like that's happened. I like that. Playing with yeah, the It opening. worked so well. Yeah. Yeah. It was great. I liked it a lot. I wonder what it felt like with the commercial break as well. Right? Yeah. Do you think that do you think the credits then went to commercial? Or do you think it went Yeah, how do you think that worked? No, usually I, it do, it I take it back. Usually it goes cold open, credits, and then a little bit more of the opening of the show to the first commercial, right? Isn't that usually the setup? And they usually come right like back from credits. Is. I feel like it is, but I also feel like that could be it could be so different back mm-hmm. in the 80s or and I I also don't think it's necessarily a rule to stick by. I think it it depends on how many commercials, how long the episode is cuz like you see some some are 20 minutes, some are 23 minutes, like it just depends. How are um, they selling? On selling maybe this is a Selma. I, I bet you there brass. was a, a commercial. I think it would be funnier right. with a commercial. I, I would like to, was. whether there was or not, I would like to envision there being a commercial because then the bit is just that much more funny. I was really surprised at it. I thought it was hysterical. Yeah, I loved it. What kind of commercial should we find to put in right after you suggested? Right. Travel to Miami. A Miami travel commercial? All right, I'll f- try and find it. Some sort of. Stouffer's ad. Ooh, thanks. You're thinking Thanksgiving already? <laughs> We're there. All right, I'm going to find there. a Stouffer's commercial from the Miami market in I've been a newsman in this community for 35 years and seeing the area go through a great deal of change. In the 50s, Miami Beach was more than just a city, it was America's playground. The place to be for the young, the well-heeled, and the in-crowd. Miami Beach had its own pulse and personality. It was the hub of Greater Miami. Today, the city appears to be enjoying a renaissance. A new generation of people have rediscovered Miami Beach as a great place to live and to work and play. What Arthur Godfrey and Jackie Gleason did for Miami Beach in the 1950s, the neighborhood is doing in the 1980s. Nothing beats a Stouffer's pizza, luscious toppings on a French bread crust, so crispy brown. All those great ingredients, 
It's so easy to pick up, so hard to put down. Help yourself, help yourself, help yourself to Stouffer's Pizza. Real cheese toppings, yes indeed. Just one hand is all you need. Help yourself, help yourself, help yourself to Stouffer's Pizza. Help yourself to Stouffer's Pizza. You like Stouffer's? Come on down. I don't know why I went. I don't know what that was. Come, you're you. To, you're trying to <laughs> that's the title of the episode. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck was that? Oh, this morning <laughs> I even I literally like you guys know that scene from uh, that scene from American Beauty where she just walks yeah. out to the car and just fucking screams. Yeah, yeah. I was doing. I did that today. I was just fucking screaming to my <laughs> fucking highest. The highest capacity I could in my car today. So many things, so many things, but but I got Nightcore baby to 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 bring me out of it. So we come back. The smoochies are still happening. Old Bull yeah. looks at his watch, and then do we find he's out like, who this fucking guy is? Yeah, because he's like, if this continues and she's not breathing in seven seconds, I'm going in. And then they peel apart, uh, and Selma goes. Uh, the line I have it may be out of order, but she goes, "Still married." Yeah. He responds, "She died." Great. The way you're handling it. Yeah, oh yeah, I remember that. Oh, Selma's on the prowl, man. Um, she's ready. This guy. I mean, we'll find out soon enough. But there's a reason she's yeah. after this guy. Yeah. So because right out- after they have that discourse, right? Isn't that mm-hmm. somebody says that's how Frankie used to talk to Annette? I think it was Dan. Yeah. Because it's so unromantic. Yeah. but uh, Because then yeah. they get into, we find out his name is Marty. Marty, Marty yeah. Ratner. Marty Ratner. Oh boy, Marty Ratner. They're Isn't there a Ratner there? that's in trouble right now? Speaking of Brett. hashtag me too. Yeah. Rhett, Rhett Ratner? Brett Ratner? Yep. Who is he? Is he a, a producer He directed or all of the Rush Hours. <laughs> is that who this fucking and guy is? Never saw those right, movies. No, he made a, a gazillion dollars. Like they made him super powerful. Like he, those movies, they did well, right? Yeah, they did well enough for what's his name to disappear basically forever. Oh right, yeah, um, Chris, Chris Tucker, right? Chris Tucker, he's like a Mandy Patinkin. Him and Patinkin yeah. are roommates in some godforsaken <laughs> mobile home somewhere, <laughs> doing off Broadway. <laughs> yeah, I'd see it. I'd see Othello with Manny Patinkin and Chris Tucker. <laughs> oh man, that sounds amazing. <laughs> that would be really good. I bet actually, I would cast that shit. Um, okay, so do we get? All right, I don't know how to get to it other than I. I must have it out of order because I think we find out why she's with Marty Ratner because eventually we get to the line to where he says, uh, "I'm all he is." She goes. That's not how I remember it. Sheboinkin. Uh, Sheboinkin, because I have, they have, they both remember the exact precise detail of the last date they ever went on. Oh, okay. Was that Empire State Building? No, this was, uh, he picked me up in a, at 7.20, he picked me up in a tan Buick. Uh, We had lobster and wine and we danced until 7.45 a.m. And then I think Dan has the remark like, oh, wow, that was almost interesting. <laughs> Tan Buick. Tan Buick. Has so, Buick yeah, ever they... made a car that's like kind of like a cool, sexy car? Or is that just the description is a Tan Buick? Bu- I think when I think very... of Buick, I think of pretty geriatric, really. Don't you? Yeah, like family cars. Yeah. Maybe that's not how it was then. 
Buicks were, I think at that time, Buicks were also, I mean, and they still are very expensive mm. in terms of an American car. And foreign cars really weren't popular at the time. So getting a Buick, you know, SUVs didn't exist. Um, so getting a Buick was almost been. like getting the sports cariest car you could get yeah. and still be like a family family man or person but it was it was definitely because you have that car for generations like yeah you never had a buick kids we knew drove buicks their parents bought in the early 80s yeah you never heard of a family having a buick they always had the buick which means it's like a big uh it becomes almost a part of the family Yeah, yeah i think gm like did that marketing well but gm had so many cars that like cadillac was the top yeah and then Buick. It was like the silver medal. The more yeah. median, yeah. Uh, so yeah, that was their first date. Um, they remember every detail. We find out that this it was these these guys are long lost lovers. Oh yeah. They I don't know. I don't remember together. what number on her list, but they've been. I didn't know until we'll get there. But she was married five times. Six. Five, six. Six. Was six it times. Six? Yeah. Damn. There's, I think she has something where she says it's five, but she had six husbands. Duh, 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 uh, well, we'll get to it. We'll get to it. Yeah. Five or six, whatever it is. Well, Selma's, she's chatting around. Yeah, she she rides the the gondola, if you know what I mean. <laughs> Which you shouldn't, because that doesn't. <laughs> At the circus. Yeah. <laughs> um. So yeah, they talk and they kind of go off, and then we meet Brooklyn Judge. Yeah, replacement for the day, Brooklyn Judge Arnold Copelson. Copelson, I'm going. Why do I know that guy? Ned it really Lewis. was for like a good minute. I was like, "What the? It's our God. That's our God, our Lord God and Savior. Back. He's reskinned as Judge Arnold Copelson from Brooklyn. He thinks he's somebody else now, who's very complimentive, who has nothing but compliments for Judge Harry." Oh yeah, he's a. This guy's just happy to be alive. Brooklyn Court talk about him all the time. He's big in Brooklyn. He's big in Brooklyn. Big in Brooklyn. Oh and um, and I guess here we do find out there's night courts all over the city, which is true. I yep. want to see the spinoff Brooklyn Night Court. Oh my God! There's already a Brooklyn Nine Nine. This is a spinoff of a spinoff of a spinoff. Don't you don't you want like a Bizarro episode? I For do. sure. Like when Dan or someone or Harry has to go and Fill sub in. in, in like, but like Staten Island. I was going to say like Staten Island just, Day Court. Just <laughs> with the Dropsy crazy. The Daylib. Uh And then uh, Dan makes a joke about like, oh, you would, this guy thinks Harry's the second coming. And then Harry brings a little god magic of his own. Oh, boy. Opens the paper, puts it over Dan's food. Presto changeo. Dan's got a glass of water to wine, baby. But he is so unappreciative. Water to wine, Harry. Red jello. So he goes red with jello. <laughs> hey, hey, Dan, the fuck are you eating jello for? You're a grown man. Stop it. And that's all he had. Who is that 80s fad diet, the jello diet? He's, oh, maybe that's it. Yeah, you don't see jello as much anymore because it's. It's it's horse bones. It's gross. It's so gross. Nothing is grosser than when somebody mick messed up Jello though. Oh, when it was that like leather. Yes, it had that like 
rind, that chewy rind on it. I hated it so much because some what the way that would the reason that would happen is somebody would make jello. If you make jello in a metal pan, the metal conducts the cold too much, so it gets too cold on the bottom and it like coagulates. It's like you're eating skin. It's skin. It is. It's fruit skin. Fruit skin. Oh, it's fucking gross. Jello, Dan. Drink your wine. Shut up. <laughs> uh, and then we go to exactly. a commercial break. Yes, Harvey had it. <laughs> she saw the episode too. We go to commercial. We come back and we're in court. Yep. Arnold's in his seat of power, or he's coming in and he comes in and gives Bull a very nice compliment. He's like, Bull, I really want to appreciate working in a court. I can feel your strength. Well, before, that's when we get to Selma's conversation with Marty. It starts in the courtroom before court starts. And that's when we go through the husbands and the carnies and the the oh. who's-its and what's-its. Which I, the like, dirty ins and the, outs. the reason I want to go Literally? back to it is because it's just always so interesting to hear about Selma. Like, and I feel like in the writer's room, they just make up they just have a game of like make up the weirdest fucking shit that we can oh, say yeah. about Selma's past and I dig it I love it every bit of it she gets to be that fun character that can be the reciprocal for that silliness can you imagine if Night Court was like animated like the Simpsons the things they would do with Selma oh man she'd go on the weirdest adventure like the potential yeah that they would have yeah. which does like if we had any connections we would have Staten Island Day Court on Adult Swim tomorrow <laughs> as an animated show. It would be amazing. We got to talk to Dan Harmon about it. I bet he'd be down. The Daylift is really short. Oh, yeah. Of course. And they just, they just make like troll jokes and midget jokes and like. Well, he's got that Staten Islandy trolly voice already. And even an even shorter mental patient comes in for one episode. <laughs> Who died? Who played? Uh, who played? You know, one of the characters in played one of the brownies in Willow, and then died of hepatitis C. <laughs> Go the back defense to listen attorney to is is actually good. It's a man named Bill, and he's good. Uh, yeah, so I'm sorry, I'm losing track here. No, now we go to the him being complimentary. Yes. Oh, yes. wait. Sorry. Real quick, though. I think you were right in going back to that conversation because that is that already where we find out that they want to move to Florida and people are getting concerned? Um. No, that's I think Shit. that's I think that he's he may be po- like positioning her for that. It's but she there. doesn't she doesn't announce it until they're in chambers. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, you're right. You're right. That shifts over. Got it. Which is the right. But he, he is next. in this conversation. He's talking about how great, yeah. you know, Florida is and how much she would love it. But it's not like a, hey, move down here or hey, we'll move down there. I will yeah. attest to this. Florida is not great. It's not. I will attest to this. Being from Ohio, like the joke about Florida, my entire life has always been Ohio. I, Florida is full of old people from Ohio because that's just where people go. In New York. When they get sick yeah, of the weather, Boston. they're just like, I'm going to Florida. I'm moving to Florida. Like, Or that's where like families quote unquote vacation, like, which seems really weird, but it's like Florida always like mm-hmm. timeshares and stuff like that like my grandparents had a house in florida that they would just go to in january to golf here's it's very what, bizarre yeah 
Yeah, I hear the same thing about New York. Like that's where people move to retire. But and I, this is too much of a generalization, but it's not because it's a generalization on four groups of people. You have Miami in Florida, which is, yeah. from what I've seen of all the reality shows, a lot of superficial buttholeism, and a then, lot of STDs. Yeah, and then well, that's Florida in general. That's where Harry Henderson got it, and then. You go to the middle of the state, uh, East Coast, you have uh, the older communities that, yeah. uh, that honestly, I've been there, and it's, uh, it's just such a slow pace, it's unnerving. Uh, and, but then go to the West Coast of Florida, and if you think, if you want, a, I don't know why the Florida isn't the first state that comes up when you think of some stereotypical Southern traits because it is the most Southern area on the planet. Um, the the flag flies high, if you know what I mean. And <laughs> where am I missing? Am I missing one? Oh, and then the you north. The, you have the North, which is, is I guess, uh, feeds off of that Capital Southern. R rural. Hard South R rural. Oh, yeah, and so spread out. I was missing the vacation aspect of families that are looking forward to a nice vacation, but it's so overwhelming and bizarre and so much and so expensive to take in, it has to be emanating misery. I would imagine. I never got to go to Disney World as a kid. I'm sure it's a place where dreams come true, but at, I, I sense some 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 beleaguered fathers in Disney World. I don't oh know. Oh my God, yeah. Uh, completely. It's a daunting place. It's like gotta I, be. I I was there before I lived in New York, but it has that same, like, when you're in Manhattan and it's busy, that's just Disney World. It's fucking people and lines and just, it's just, it's a very exhausting place mm. I, for a dad. For a kid, it's probably really fun. I went when I was older. Yeah. So it wasn't quite the shine was a little off the apple at that point. Because I sure. was like, I just want to, just want to sit in the trailer that we rented and fucking watch tv by myself like i don't want to be with my brothers that is one thing i wish i wish i still had a couple days of like partying because i would love to like just take a bunch of lsd and go to disney world i probably oh. would regret it immediately but oh, sure, you'd yeah. murder if a you're child. gonna take it why not no i thought that when i was there i was like it may be fun to come back with friends and like just get loaded yeah <laughs> like, I, out. It's not Disney World in Florida, but Disneyland in California, I just read this weekend, had to shut down because 12 people got a Legionnaire's disease. Oh, fuck. I just saw forensic files on that, on the first outbreak of Legionnaire's disease, because it comes from uh, like old air conditioning cesspools within air conditioning systems that create this certain bacteria, and then it gets lifted up through the system. Yeah, it was their cooling tank. Yeah, the co you saw that forensic files? Uh, no, no. I mean, yes, we have, because I, we've have. seen every forensic files, but it's the only reason I know what Legionnaire's disease is. Yeah, just with you, I'm just I like, I know what that is. Because there was an outbreak in New York when we were there. Oh, was there really? Like, it was in, like, a school, I think. It's kind of like the flu. It only gets the youngies and the oldies. <laughs> it does. We probably have Legionnaire's so disease a, pumping through us all the time. <laughs> Living fast and loose in a millennial. Don't worry about Legionnaire's disease. Who gives you shit? I got that. With I was like, should I get a flu shot? They're like, ah, you're fine. And then I'm gonna have a horrible flu. I can feel it. 
Oh my gosh, no, they made me get a flu shot when I had Harvey, and I'd never get the flu shot. While you were pregnant, they had you get it? No, right after I had her. I was in hospital, and they were like, immediately get a flu shot. And I was like, God damn it. And I I postponed it thinking they'd forget, and they didn't, and I got one. And good God, we got home from the hospital. I just had a baby like two days prior, and I was as sick as a dog. It surged through you. I'm nursing. I'm healing from giving birth, and now I've got the fucking flu. And I'm in the apartment smoking cigars. Oh, yeah. Drinking scotch. <laughs> you know what that flu shot is? They chipped you. Casey, you got to get that weird gun from Total Recall and take that oh, ball out of her brain. Oh, <laughs> uh, God. I don't, I, we, are we going to be in chambers now, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking? Uh, yeah, basically, just to... Yeah, the next scene will be chambers, but basically... Arnold, no one is really on board for him, but he's super nice to everybody, and he, he gets him on board. Over. Yeah. Oh yeah, because Dan's like, I don't trust this guy, and then Dan goes to present the case, and oh, Arnold's and he's like, like, no need. Oh, there's, no need. There's no need. I read your briefs like it was so writ- like well written, like it jumps off the page. I can't believe you're just an assistant DA. I'm sure that's a mistake that will soon be rectified, and yeah. then. It looks like Dan's going to kind of like judge, like this is not how it's supposed to go. And then he goes, but your honor, I love you. Oh, Dan yeah. Dan falls hard. Oh, this yeah. This is an episode about love. Dan's Dan loves Dan's himself and loves people who love Dan. Of course. Uh, so, yeah, then we go back to Chambers and Harry sitting behind his mountain of paper. And uh, Mac enters and he's like, wait, I'm sorry. Harry. We didn't set that up or I missed it. Uh, there's a couple things I I I I'm I was a bit scattered watching the episode. Why is Harry not judging today? Oh, he told us in the cafeteria he's unable to because there are files that I guess need to be bail reports. Yeah, that have said? to be filed by the judge himself to the court by a certain time. Got it. And basically, he picks like one. You know, one day a quarter or like. So we know Harry's jerking off all the time. So oh. like, he, of course, he waits that's till the why, last day yeah, it's due. That's to why do it. all of those file folders are on the desk. Like this is like six months worth of bailiff reports that he has to sign off on and file. That's like really important shit. I was going to say. I'm it solely if if it's the sort of like receipts for like the bail he issued to people. Like that's money for the city. Like that's money. But when Anyways. you think about no, it, it's, it's perfect for as, this. Yeah. It's yeah. perfect for this episode because the whole point is that Harry you know we'll, do his homework. we'll get we'll get to it. But everything's a little lackadaisical in Night Court. You're Everything moves right. a little bit slower, which we get addressed fully in the in this next scene. Which yeah, I love. so so it actually is absolutely perfect that basically Harry is cramming the night before the big exam because he didn't study all, all semester. And he exactly. killed, like Harry Anderson kills it like he's sitting slouched he so well. barely looking at the paper like he clearly hasn't done any work since we last saw him. Like, oh yeah, he's hanging out. He's just fucking around and we find out most likely because he's waiting for someone to need Harry. Oh and That's yeah. when Mac grants his wish and runs in and he's like, Harry, Harry, I need your help. And Harry's like ah. well it's about time, I thought. And he was like, what do you need help with? You know, basically. And he's like, oh, no, no, we're, you need me to go to court? And he's like, no, 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 we're already done. Oh, yes. We're on a break. Two hour dinner break. The and best. Like, 
done 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 already? And it's sort of like, what do you need help with, Mac? And he, Mac just puts his dirty old <laughs> sneaker up on the desk, and he's like, I got a knot in my shoe. Can you help me with it? Which That's I so, was so, gross. Good. It's so good. And then we find out. It's so good because it's over the top. It's, it's not. So... It's not like, oh, I need to know. Like, can you call the bathroom is broken? Mm-hmm. Like, it's literally. I just. I'm putting my dirty ass foot on your desk. Like, I loved it. And we find out basically, Mac, because it's a two hour break. Billy comes in, says, "Yeah, like Copelson, he's on point, man. Trains are running on time. Stuff's getting done. It's funny how fast things can get done when no one's like in there fucking around, right? Basically, and then quickly like corrects herself, and they're all kind of talking about what they're gonna do on their two hour dinner break, which is unprecedented. And Max, like, I'm gonna go for a run, which is why he had to had his get that knot out of the sneak. I gotcha. I gotcha. Oh, I didn't even get that. That Mm -hmm. makes total sense too. Wow, they're really tying up every mm-hmm. little loose end. And that's the when, jogging uh, craze of the eighties too. Oh, true. Uh and it's even uh Selma even is smitten with Copelson. The Selma comes Selma. in with Marty and they're like, you know, they're like, Oh, are you here to talk about mm-hmm. we were just talking about Arnold? She goes, Oh, what a great guy. What a sweetheart. Yeah. And he then is. that's when won me over. That's when she tells Harry that she is gonna marry Check up with Marty, get married, and move to Florida. Gotcha. She's leaving the city. Concerned. They're not getting married. That's what shacking up means. Or shacking up then to get married. You no. don't shack up when you get married? You shack up? No, shacking up is, well, we is may the use it differently now, but yeah, it's the old-timey living in sin. Oh, They're going to live that. in sin for a bit before they make it official. Well, that's because someone says, oh, are you going to get married? And that's why Marty says, I don't think they know what shacking up means. Oh, oh he does say it. He says it. Because, yeah, she says, we're going to shack up in Florida. And someone says, oh, you're going to get married? And then Marty says, I don't think they know what shacking up means. I, I thought Ash was like a flapper. I was like, what is she? Why does she know no, shacking up? <laughs> no, they're, that's, that's specifically, they're shacking. Shacking up. Um, Living in sin. So she's going to live in sin in Miami with them. And then uh, Harry is flabbergasted. And he's like, Mac, Selma's moving to Florida. And he's just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Check out Disney World. Yeah, they don't care. Um, they, they trust her. But that's just because Harry needs to get involved, right? He's got to be yeah. part of something. Yeah. Especially because if Copelson is doing such a good job. But we do find out. We get a little info. Mac has left and come back. And we find out that he went to do get paperwork, like from Brooklyn, like and, he needed info. And Copelson is currently out to dinner at a nice restaurant, unknown of which restaurant to them, with Dan. So mm. Dan has has schmoozed his way into taking the judge out to eat. Dan's giving him a and, little tickle under the table. Oh yeah, and uh, we find out that Copelson is a fraud. He is not an actual judge. He is just a lowly court court's clerk. But I mean, he knows what he's doing. I mean, and so they're all like kind of flipping out. Is Harry mm-hmm. like Harry's like like I told you so kind of thing? Or oh, he abs- oh, actually oh, yeah. did say "told you so" because they're recounting like what's so. happening. In Marty's in there, and he's like, "What a bunch of boneheads in this court! Like you're oh, all idiots. This is what's happening here." He said, "Like oh, Marty says it." He was just like, "This is this is amazing." Like he's just in awe of the situation, and then finally he says. So that means someone literally just walked in here 
in a robe said they were a judge yeah and everybody bought the line and he was just like he must think that you guys are all a bunch of and then selma says mm. boneheads boneheads yeah then marty leaves to go make plans we find out that he calls her bunny and he's tiger and they and i think that's a and growl at each other oh, the old timey growl which ugh, ugh. so no, everybody like... sort of disperses to try and find the rogue brooklyn judge and selma ha- this is great because she's sitting harry sits next to her and you were like, here it comes. It's going to be a Harry speech. And she just straight up goes, Harry, you going to lecture me? And like totally chops him off at the knee. And he's like, what? Uh, uh, and basically she tells Harry she's in love. He probably can't talk him out of it. So he just all the only words of wisdom he has left are be careful. Acquiesce. And I think yeah. as, I think it's really funny because we get. Selma being Selma and just yeah. like a judge, I'm gonna stop you right there. But I also think it's really endearing between them. I think it's endearing because number one, I don't have to listen to a Harry speech, am I right? Ooh, yeah. um, but number two, it just kind of shows like, oh yeah, like she's an old timer. Like she gets yeah. people. Like she may be quippy, but it was almost kind of cute too. Like I know that you're gonna say a speech. I know that you want me to the best for me, so yeah. on and so forth. Like I thought it was a little bit of both. It was a good combo. Yeah, the cojones on Harry. Yeah. Like, we've probably talked about before to try and tell Selma like Anything? advice is like, are you other than like what pertains to the actual job of bailiffing? Yeah. Harry, go fuck yourself. Yeah, you don't. There's no 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 pearls that you can offer such a hard lived lady. Yeah, yeah, she's got it taken care of. Um, so then that's when we uh find out Bold charges into the restaurant to get the fake judge, and Dan is pissed. He's like, "How could this animal?" I think, what was it, La Pretense? Oh, yeah, La Pretense. That's, yeah, that's right. Dan's favorite restaurant. Funny, funny name for a restaurant. Sounds very hip. That could be a restaurant in Brooklyn right now. Like an ironic French snoot restaurant? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. For the sake of snoot called La Pretense. I mean, I mean, a restaurant, did we talk about this already? Like a, a restaurant that's just exactly like the cafeteria from Night Court? Called Night Court Cafeteria would be yeah do very well I think as well oh, amazing which is funny I think in Columbus there's a winery that just opened and I don't know if it's pretentious but it's pretty close to just like pretentious wines I was like why would you like you're already starting yourself off on the wrong foot that's you what- think. You can't get ahead of it if people. Uh, it's just well, you and I, and I was still like Meg and I talk about down here. One of the potential, one of the uh, uh, options is to either start a food truck or a restaurant. And my favorite idea is still the name we came up for all those years ago, which is Number One Lunch. Yeah, everybody yes. just knocks it. They're like, it's, you just can't top it. And I was like, yeah, but it's ironic. Won't people get it? And the answer to that is, enough people won't get it to make it. Uh, potentially hazardous like uh to be potentially oh, so good though for it's a food amazing truck, if it's called number one lunch exactly like, that's perfect that's exactly it's what i perfect think. name for a food truck uh-huh but you'll i think you'll have too many people like you you'll have oh uh ashley just shouted out one of her favorite terrible n fry c there's not a real thing is there is that a real thing 
Oh, it was that was her her and her hotel pals. That was their food truck and, and fry. See, just fried fries and dips. I could see that. I don't that know. If, work. I don't think you have a fry everywhere. Like oh, because you know what? French One of the fries. bigger yeah. things in Europe is French fries, like from a street cart. You get them in a little cone. Yeah, and that's what I'm assuming. Like a throwback to that. Yeah, that'd be great. And fry C. Yeah, it's a little sauces. clunky. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Uh, um, oh, man, I had one. Oh, enough. The only issue with number one lunch would be, well, a, a few. One, you'd have too many people being like, so you do anything other than lunch? And be like, well, we're open right now, it's, which is breakfast time. It's food, time. isn't it, right? Look like, at the menu. But the difference get too- between lunch and dinner. What, do you yeah. want a steak? Exactly. It's a food truck. There's five items on the menu. And then the other thing you'd get maybe too much is like, which for me, you and I both know being in the, and you're going to get this with any name, being in the restaurant business, everybody has the same quip, no matter what name it is relating to the name. So when we worked at Trailer Park, it'd be like, you ever been to a real trailer park? Or like, (laughs) you know, so, but so if you get number one lunch, you'd be like, you'd get too many like. Where's number two? I gotta go number two. I don't know no, how many of those you get. Say, but I hope and then I so. opened I my competing food truck called Number Two Brunch. Oh god, amazing! That like <laughs> if it got popular enough, and you open another truck, and you just have all these numbers. Eggs. <laughs> oh man, yeah. Number three, C food. I don't know. Um, <laughs> but uh, I don't know where so, we yeah, got. La pretense. We were talking about la oh, pretense. Yes. The idea. Okay. Um. So Dan returns in a huff, like, how could this animal bull interrupt this fancy dinner with I was having with the judge? Yeah, he says Bigfoot Bigfoot barges into the restaurant. Harry. And he was like, you're in, you know, is he, I forget how we find out, but like, uh, Arnold and, and Dan have been talking and they've become very close. I think it's after Dan finds out. Oh, yeah, because he's a fake. Harry says. You know, Arnold, do you want to tell him? And then Arnold realizes the jig is up. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I'm not a judge. I'm a clerk in the Brooklyn court. And Dan goes, a clerk? You were the god. I made you the godfather to my firstborn. And you're a, just a, a clerk? clerk? And then I think he goes, uh, it's, it's Arnold that's just mm-hmm. like, I think the... What is it? Ski and ski, the ski, Yeah, the ski trip in Vermont is off. Oh. <laughs> what denomination do you think old Dan would be? I never took him as a religious guy. Was he a Lutheran? Oh, oh no way. Yeah, what Methodist? Is that the most sort of like generic after like? Yeah, Ashley Presbyterian Ashley Methodist. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, maybe Methodist, Presbyterian Russian Orthodox. Yes, I was just get that was right on the tip of my tongue. <laughs> One of those odd ones. I had a we have a buddy Zach from Minneapolis who I actually saw recently in New York, uh, who was Russian Orthodox, and that shit's no joke. That oh, shit's no. like uh, I don't know. The only thing I can see that's more extreme, but. In an extreme would be like Hasidism, like Russian Orthodox <laughs> is like some 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 shit. Uh, oh my god, great documentary on Netflix, right? By the way, right now about uh, Hasidic uh, Jewish communities uh, in New York, Brooklyn, Williamsburg, uh-huh. and about yeah. these people that are trying to get out. Um, 
Oh, know. interesting. Oh man, I'm 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 going in all directions here, baby. Let's come back to it. I think the judge might be, you know. The judge is God. He's all he's all denominations. <laughs> the judge is you. Probably. Thank you for saying it. That's why I stopped. I was like, <laughs> why would I say that? He is, obviously. Uh, His name's Copelson. Isn't that a Jewish name? I don't know. Is there such close. a thing as Jewish names? I don't even know any I don't think so. <laughs> Hashtag me Jew. <laughs> Oh, man. So, yeah, Dan's pissed. I think we go to commercial because we come back. I'm cutting, man. I'm cutting, man. My, <laughs> my next note is the the dinner in the cafeteria mm-hmm. and one of my my favorite yeah. new side characters. Yeah, I, I like that a lot. A lot, a lot. Since- Ooh, did anybody – I didn't have the time. Did anybody look up that actor? Because he was phenomenal. Great point. You know what? I, I hate to say I did not. It's for an, Oh, you um, know what? Pin it. All right, Brian Green. He's an actor known for King Ralph, Maisie, and sometimes in April. He's still alive. He's not Brian Austin Green, and he's not the physicist Brian Green. He's still alive, and he usually plays an accordion in things. Uh, things he does about seven years apart. Give it up for Brian Green. There you go. Hey, that was really fun information, Hans. Thank you. Except that, for the part where he killed his family and said Yuck. that weird line about Jewish people about hashtag me Jew or something. He locked Horrendous. women in a he locked women in a room and pulled his dick out in front of them. <laughs> he, what? We'll, really get, we'll address this on jerk practice. <laughs> no pun intended. Uh, um. So yeah. Uh, Great actor, and we're about to meet him now, because we're in the cafeteria. Uh, Selma enters, and again is, like, taken aback, because Marty has set up a beautiful spread Oh yeah, in the cafeteria. It's the food they had on their last date, red wine and lobsters. Beautiful. He sits her down Money. for this romantic dinner. He's going to swoon her. He's got a... This is his last chance. He's going to charm her one last time before they head to the sunshine of Florida. Oh, yeah. So as they're sitting down catching up, uh, a guy, the actor who we just heard about, comes in <laughs> in an amazing seven. God, I hope I remember to put that cut in. suit, <laughs> ruffled shirt, big old accordion. I love it. And he starts to squeeze on the old toot box, and and you know it's grating accordion music unless it's Weird Al Yankovic. But you know, he, and, but he's playing accordion overseas. Overdale. He's playing like military tunes. By the way, is the accordion still the butt of jokes? Like that was a very easy go to in the eighties and nineties. Like you're a nerd if you play the accordion. Are you still? Like, I love the accordion. I don't think so. I think now it's almost hipster cool. It's skill. Like there's yeah. a lot of skill involved in that. Oh my god, uh, yes. Yeah. So he starts tooting on the squeeze box, something very unromantic. And uh Marty's like, hey, 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 hey. Right, we asked for a violin player, and this guy just uh, dry as a biscuit. He kills it so good. Just flatly goes, "Yeah, he was busy. I had to come. I had to come instead." And then he goes into this awesome monologue because they're like Marty's like, "Well, get out of here!" And he's like, "Do not tell me to leave. Everyone tells me to leave. If you tell me to leave, I'm going to take the elevator up to the top floor. I'm going to jump. I'm going to plunge to my death. Plunge to my death. <laughs> it's like, oh my god, I love that. Nothing so better they, than they some let him like dark stay. line. Yeah, yeah. This unwanted toy that is the accordion player. 
Well, and Marty goes like, okay, like, well, maybe, yeah, you can stay. And then he has a line that's great, like, you you saved my life, man. Yeah. Like, yeah. it's something <laughs> akin to that. It's so good. And it's just so deadpan and dry. Um, And so he plays a little and they kind of, they let him stop. Uh, and then just they hold get it, the, Chucko. Hold it, Chucks. And then uh, Selma and Marty get into what life was going to be like. Right, because Marty had started by saying, Selma said, um, oh, do you live close to a courthouse? Maybe I can find, you know, work. And he's just like, you don't want a job. Julia, which is his wife, his deceased wife, Julia didn't work. You don't have, you don't need Mm -hmm. a job. I'll take care of you. Like, I have the money. But then Selma comes to realize that Julia didn't work outside of the home, but Julia cleaned and did all the cooking and did all the knitting and the sewing and all all of the domestic work that Marty needed done. She actually says, you don't want me. You want a domestic. domestic. Uh, Cue accordion, battle him of the Republic. Yeah, I know. (laughs) He does. He has like a, sorry, I I just felt this moment. And they're like, get out of here. No, it's an awesome Soma line, though. The line is, I don't knit, I don't cook, I don't clean. I don't clean houses. That's why God gave us other people. That's such a fucking New York thing to say. How many times do you have New York friends that are like, what do you mean you're doing your own laundry? What do you mean you don't have a maid come in? Just get it delivered. Yeah. Yeah. They're right. They're right. Like, time is money, but, like, I think laundry might be the biggest one. Like, when they're like, it's such a tell. If you still do your own laundry in New York, like that, we're a house divided. We were a house divided in New York. I'd have mine done. Casey would do his own. Yeah, I I had our laundry done once, and it was like it was honestly it was like triple the amount of me doing it. Oh, not see here. That's the thing. I I found a good place. Got it on the ground floor. You got to get a good place. Yeah, I bet. With I'm I'm getting saucy right now, but you got to find the good place that's run by the really old Asian men. Spy C hashtag <laughs> hashtag I, Ching Chong I'm Bing Bong. I'm telling you, every time, every t- every place that I've ever lived in New York City, you find the place with the very old Asian men. Sure. And they'll you just it's literally a two three dollar difference max. You know what the amazing thing is now, though. I don't know if you're still gonna get your your spicy oldies, but uh, they have pickup and drop off now, which is like that's. I would, I would. It doesn't matter how ever. much it costs. It doesn't matter how much it costs. I would do it. I would do it. Did you guys ever get housekeeping though? No, no. I always want. Yeah, is it Hans? Though? You've seen our place. Yeah, do you, you think we did? Would you be would able you to relax? If so, would you be able to relax if somebody did come in? Because I, I think no. you're very no. particular, no. like me, about like your stuff. And so I will, I will absolutely say, when we had the baby, my mom told me she was like, "I was gonna do this for you, but I thought I'd ask you first. I wanted to buy you like a housekeeper for a few months." Yeah. And she said, think about it. And I said, no way. And we got a Target gift card instead for nice. the same amount of money. Cool. Because here's my thing. Number one, we have a cat. And I'm sure as with your dogs, like, you know, that it'll freak him out if someone's in there. Number two, we have so many dust bunnies and stuff. Like, 
a housekeeper would be cleaning under shit, like... Yeah. I'm going to move that stack of old board games from underneath that hope chest to yeah, clean out, like... Right. Which, mm-hmm. I don't mean to be rude, I don't need that done. I really, to be frank, don't care if there's something under my TV stand. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, ex- exactly. Now, once we have a baby that starts crawling, like, that's a different story, but mm. right now, I don't need you to clean under the couch. I don't give a shit what's under the couch. Yeah. Like, I need someone to clean my tub, and to be frank, I can get it done in a half hour by myself. Yeah, if we needed legit cleaning, maybe, but I don't count that, like, someone's on their hands and knees with a Swiffer. Trying to like swiff out old cat food and like oh, and God forbid you're balls. there for it. Like no, I can't. You. I'd no also way. the judgment, the judgment that the whoever came into our house, we it looks like a very clean house. Like but once you get into the little nooks at and first crannies, glance, but then we like also a piece just, of pizza. What the fuck is this? <laughs> We're horrible. We're horrible. Why does this sock smell like beer? <laughs> How long has it been down here? Let's hope it's just a beer sock. <laughs> That's my oh. beer drinking sock. <laughs> just, <a> sock. <laughs> just drop a full beer into it. <laughs> I like to drink through the mesh. Yeah, it filters out. Filters your old Milwaukee. Filters out all those extra carbs. Oh my god, I got a great... Um, uh, Writing that idea down, it's winter. Um, well, what about you, Hans? Now that you have a house, we moved from small apartment in New York to much larger apartment in Columbus, but it's still apartment dwelling. Now that you have a house, that's that is a lot to clean. You've got multiple bathrooms. Well, I will say this: um, where we're at now, because we're not even unpacking, because we're moving into our house, right. house, house in February. Um, the cleaning's not an aspect because we're just really like we're almost treating it like you're in a rental. Like we're not really un- we're not at all unpacking everything. Yeah. We're just living out of like the necessities, which is awesome, by the way. We have like underneath the house, like all the houses in our area, they're like a low water threshold, so all the houses are up on stilts. So there's oh. a big storage area under us. So literally, when we unpacked the truck, it went straight. N- 80% of our stuff stayed in boxes, went straight into that storage area up off the ground in case it floods, mm-hmm. and that's where it stays. And it's kind of like, man, already that stuff's been down there. I've had to go down there like twice for something stupid that I accidentally packed away. But like, yeah, honestly, like if you think about it, that stuff is out of sight, out of mind. That stuff could probably oh, sure. disappear forever, and I would be fine with it. You know what I mean? I haven't needed yeah. I haven't had I haven't had to I haven't needed my preacher comics yet. I'm sure once they're out, I'll thumb yeah, through yeah. them again. But it's, I don't know. Anyways, to get back to your question, so as far as that goes, I would we wouldn't need a cleaning service in here. So I wouldn't do it. But it's already come up. We're on a lot. Like the property we're on is mm-hmm. technically like could be three lots of property, even though there's one oh. house. So we Got have this it. huge. Yeah swath of land around us and it has come up and we have like these um i think they're called palmettos but they're basically palm trees all around the yard and we have a big pine in the front and in the back like it goes all the way back like to this brush and these like old moss well you were in south carolina it looks like that yeah so think jesse's house but not not as big but um so what do you do i was like so as part of the deal like our brothers my brother's hooking us up 
He's like, just take care of the property, you know, make sure it looks nice for when people want to come look at it because it's on the market. Part of that is making sure like the landscaping, the lawns mowed, it's like raked. Yeah. And it's like, I was like, all right, so I'm going to need a mower when I'm down here anyway, so I'll pick one up. I'll just have it here and I'll mow and this. And he's like, or a landscaping company could come once a month and do that for you. I was like, all right, time is money. How much is that? It's probably like a hundred bucks. I was like, I'll do it. I'll take care of it. It's like, I got the time. I was like, how long does it take them? I think it probably takes like a whole afternoon. I was like, hundred bucks whole afternoon. I was like, that's pretty much what I work for. That's pretty much what I work for, for an afternoon. So the answer to your long winded answer to your question is if I can do it, I'm going to do it until I get that real deal. If it were to ever happen job that like genuinely like I love that I need to be at and pays enough for me to be at where I can be like, it's more worth my time to be here than to do these other yeah. things that I can be that I can get done on my own, then it'll never happen. I'll just keep doing it. I'm not the yeah. type or unless I get like a shitty snot nosed neighbor kid like me who needs twenty bucks to buy cigarettes, yeah. then they can do my lawn all day long, you know. Yeah. So here's an extra five for you. Go get buy yourself, yourself something special. Go buy yourself a magazine. <laughs> Uh, oh, Jesus. Um, uh, so yarn? Selma, Selma was, and yeah. Marty. Oh, not a domestic. There you go. There you go. Speaking nor of not I, being, nor would I ever expect my wife to do any of this stuff. So. so much not a domestic and so much a strong, sassy New York I'd woman. I'd also really quick, like, I just realized Casey's my domestic right now because there are so many things that I, as a mother, have to do for the baby. Like, if the baby needs to be fed like even if it's bottle right now she still equates that to mom like you know everything goes a little bit smoother if it's the mom doing it that's with any baby the first few months because they recognize mom's smell and mom's voice from when they were in the room so how did those three men do it then (laughs) no and it's casey can do absolutely anything and everything it just takes longer like harvey's harvey trolls her dad like and your baby will troll you for the first few months and then when they're a toddler they'll prefer their dad because their mom's like old old hat but um but yeah so casey cooked and cleaned and did all the dishes last night and i love you a lot of mac and cheese in old Milwaukee's at the Van Garen house. No, we had beer, s- cheese, mac and cheese. We Ooh. had we had steak and sautéed vegetables. Oh, that sounds great! I kid you not. My dad made beer cheese soup. I swear to you, no recipe needed. I swear to you, <laughs> it's right up here. It was a Velveeta log. I'm just not kidding. A Velveeta log and three cans of beer. That was it. That's and amazing. we were laughing about it. We were like, I would you got to be though. kidding me. He's like, that's <laughs> what it is. That's beer cheese soup, Hans. <laughs> I had it I mean, in Wisconsin. I was like, this is alcoholic. It's those are so strong. <laughs> those are the two ingredients in it. And you literally just added cheese and beer together. I don't know where the soup part comes in. I guess it's a very liberal definition of soup. Oh, my God. What is that? <laughs> Somebody has a bit where it's like, it's actually a very funny bit. Oh, it's our buddy um, Eric Bergstrom, who's like, I just found out that butterscotch has more than two ingredients. <laughs> that wasn't that wasn't a bad Bergstrom. I got to work on him. Uh, let's see. 
Uh, we, so yeah, I was gonna say Selma dries her pantyhose in the oven. Really? Was a funny. Did she say no, that? she says that. Yeah. She was just like the only because he was just like, oh, did I mention like? I have, yeah. She says no, and he's just like, I, I All don't. The appliances and amenities that he, he has, has to this offer. special. Oven, it's like a double. His, he's like my wife Joyce used it all the time. The double whatever yeah. oven. I don't. The Buick of ovens. Yeah, basically Ooh, it's it's oven. the the Buick of ovens, and and she <laughs> you say the line. Yeah, and she just goes, "I only use my oven to dry my pantyhose." Oh, the smell of Selma's apartment drying That's pantyhose. What, and I really did cools. think that too. It reminded me of Uncle Buck. You know how oh, yes. when he he Great messes scene. up and yeah. microwaves all the laundry, like the oh, yeah. dirty socks and stuff. Oh God! I get the joke day. in theory, but literally, even when I was a child, I understood that the that was bad. What's with the, I wonder if John Candy microwave. adds those jokes because there's that joke in Plain Strains where he's doing his laundry in the sink too, doing his underwear. Steve Martin pulls out the uh, the old oh yeah, dry his face. Oh, so gross. I wonder, you know, if you actually tried to dry wet laundry in uh, the microwave, the heat blisters Steve? that you could potentially oh, get. Oh, my God. I, I it's know. not worth it. Just lay it on the couch. Yeah, air dry it. The back of the chair. That, I will say and that's it's panty. One- it's pantyhose. It'll dry in like 20 seconds. It's nothing. It's net. Just don't wear them, Sam. She's probably got the the old varies, the very cosies. <laughs> she's probably free balling. She's got the highway system down there. Yeah, but pantyhose was like that reminds. Oh man, tangent. that reminds me of being a kid. Well, it's still magnolias, and Dolly Parton goes to Olympia Dukakis. Like I haven't got out of the house with without pantyhose since I was seventeen, and Olympia Dukakis goes, "Well, you were raised right." Hmm. I used Back to wear pantyhose and athletics A's jacket and high heels like for three years. <laughs> they love you in South Carolina. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I share that one all the time. And then I and then I do the lawn. <laughs> yeah, I gotta excuse it's me, like guys. I gotta go. Uh, movie, I gotta go put out a cross on my. Uh, I gotta go put out the cross on my lawn real quick. Oh my god, he's Gwen in House Sitter. Yeah, he is. Um, anyways, back Wait, to- Wait, stop. The movie with <laughs> Goldie Hawn? Steve Martin. And Steve Martin. Oh, yeah, I forgot. You guys love that movie. Moving on. What? You don't? What? Oh. Oh, she's- Ashley's quitting Throw the podcast. Down. No, I've, I've seen it. I've seen it. <laughs> There's that smirk, like, oh, I've seen it. <laughs> I wish I got my two hours back. Oh, boy. Uh, it was no Ragnarok. All right. Um, <laughs> so uh, then we got they they bring Copelson back into the judges' chambers. We're back in chambers. They rounded him up. We find out, you know, like at this. I love the another. There's a, a lot of great, like very dry gags in this. Yeah. So Copelson's in there, and Billy's like, "Copelson, why did you do it?" And his answer is just. Because I wanted to. Yeah. <laughs> like, and I was like, that's such a funny, dumb, easy, dry joke. But it's like, because I wanted to. Doesn't that lead and, right into her where she's like, you don't seem at all sorry for what you did. And he's like, I'm not. I'm not sorry. I was a good judge. And then it goes right to Harry. And he goes, yeah. he's right. He was. Yeah. He ruled Harry this. Has yeah. Gone over the cases that Copelson had done. 
that yeah, are all going to be dismissed, by the way. Right, yeah. Without um, a doubt. Like, all these murderers and whatever has happened, they are scot-free. Free, baby! Um, so, yeah, Copelson, using his 30 years of court knowledge as a court clerk, finds finds out he was very judicious in his decisions, and he did not do anything that Judge Harry Stone would not have done. So, Copelson is ready. He's retiring. He's ready to go to jail. He knows how the system works. But we find out that Harry won't allow it. Nope, it's the first no offense. jail. You can walk. It says, it was your leave. first offense. There's no, and I'm sure you learned from it. And then old Copelson's like, I think I said that. And then Billy pipes in. She goes, you did. Smith versus yeah. blah, blah, blah. And, uh. I think the I, <laughs> and then they get I think this it's a big deal. I think this leaving. is a little miscarriage of justice. Yeah. I think it was a little, a little light. Harry's either like, too you, hard or too hard, or too light in. or too dark. Yeah, true. Harry lets him go, and it's like you would have been a good judge, Copelson. I am a good judge. Yeah, I didn't. I was like, what the? I was like, what did I miss? What did I miss there? Like, was he a judge? But yeah, he was the clerk. Um, so then we go back and then we see Selma and Marty in the gallows for one final, final hurrah. Uh, Marty walks in and he sees Selma and Selma says, uh, can you picture this body in an apron? And oh, slick Marty says, I can picture your body outside of it. <laughs> I can picture you out of it. He was smoother than I was. Yeah, I, was I think like, he was actually just about as smooth. Um, and then in their discussion about old times, we find out they had sex on the Empire State Building. And, oh, and then, good times. Yeah. Uh, and he brings her a bottle of wine from 1938. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They, they decide, you know, it just it's not going to work out. He needs something. She needs something else. So... He they they part they they yeah. they you know it's a mutual thing ways. and as he's walking out Harry's walking in and then he says, "Yep, we held the record till the World Trade Center went up." And and what I have is question mark question mark because obviously what does that mean? Because they were, were fucking what is that? Yeah, highest highest fuck in the human history. They have the highest fuck count. No, like height wise. I think bull holds. Oh, damn it! I'm an idiot. I didn't get it. So yeah, they they fucked the highest. Other than I would assume an airplane. They're not counting airplanes. They're That's counting like they, but New York record. Height. Unless somebody was going on September, right. you know. <laughs> right there. Right. He did say until they went up. Um, Hashtag she blew. All right. Uh, so Harry is confused. He's a little put aback, like the all three of us were. He sits down next to Selma, and you know, kind of feeling her out. Like Selma, how you doing? I'm fine, Harry. Let's go out. I'll get you a drink. No, I, I, I'm fine, Harry. I really am. And he's like, No, you can't be alone. You can't, you know, trying to schmooze her up. And then cue the. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Well, no, you don't have to. We we'll, we can cue the, ints, ints, ints. but she's like, this is where Selma goes. 
I had six hu- Harry. Oh, that's right. I yeah. had six husbands, forty-five fl- flings, and if your heart still races at the thought of a Tam Buick riding up the street, you're doing something right. To then old hockey hair, skinny yeah, but fit, Chippendale's eighties hunk. I've huh? seen that guy get beat up by Arnold Schwarzenegger and Sly Stallone. He, he really, like that's what he looks like. He's like a buff bad guy in any eighties movie. Absolutely, we gotta. We should. Uh, yeah, we gotta look up his IMDb and see how many he's been in. He's probably been in. He's probably was in Bachelor Party in the oh, Chippendale yeah. scene. He's definitely yeah. been in like yeah those like yeah. He's probably thrown a few punches at Seagal. Yeah. Oh yeah. By the way, anybody then, out there should uh, YouTube Steven Seagal fights UFC fighter, because it's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing. Um, um, so he comes in, he's like, hey, Selma, you about ready? She's like, yeah, yeah. And then Harry's like, tell me that's your nephew. Tell me that's your, your, your lawyer. Tell me that's a baby bailiff. Tell me that's a, any, and he's trying to find out that this guy is anything but Fucking Selma's fuck boy, fuck boy. Yeah, she's. It's absolutely a fuck boy hooker. He's wearing it like, yeah. He's he doesn't have anything. He's literally got like, cause he's got like yeah. a tie tucked under like a members only jacket. There's nothing. Yeah, there's nothing there. He's got That's a, a flask. fake dicky. Yeah, he's a he's a dancing bear. Yeah. Oh, he is a dancing bear. Oh, you know he's Selma's one of those. If you Mario see those Lemieux dancing bears uh, uh, videos. Where, like, all the women are timid, and then there's that one lady who just honks those buns and pops that <laughs> oh, dick yeah. right in her mouth. She's like, got- you have a family! That's that's what those videos <laughs> exist for. They exist for guys watching them just go, you have a family! Don't do this to them. Right, no, exactly. It's like, you remind me of a, an actual woman I know. That's You look like an aunt. <laughs> yeah. Stop honking those buns. Don't know, oh, not guy. the whipped cream. It's so awkward. <laughs> and then there's that cut, and she's just getting dogged. Well, and you're like that escalated quickly. <laughs> there's the dog cut, but then the first like dong suck is like there's always like the the cameras panned out a little bit, and you see like someone's always the- got someone's chin. <laughs> but there's always the two women on the side of the woman giving the blowjob that are like like trying to be into it, but such an <laughs> awkward situation where they're like. I'm on camera watching, you know, my first cousin give a right, stranger yeah. a blowjob. <laughs> what am I well, yeah. doing? And then the then the dong slips out of her mouth and goes their direction. Yeah. You either get one to push it away or like <laughs> give it a kiss. And it's like, what is happening here? If this were if this were turned around, it would you would be that would room would be considered the piggiest of pigs. It would be like the scene oh, yeah. from the end of Willow. <laughs> I can't believe they're just and I would be the same thing too I'd be like these fucking dads are passing this chick around yet dancing bear it's like this is Mm, it's mm, so mm. unacceptable this world is yeah (laughs) just should explode right now no wonder because you're right it's that awkward you know it's got to be awkward to see a live blowjob in any scenario but, but one where you're like in a high school basement that's decorated to look like a strip club. You all have like, to be together like, at a wedding yeah. tomorrow. And you're oh, on fucking God. camera. Oh, yeah. Good job, moms. Dancing Selma. 
A dancing Selma, that's definitely um, a UCB. Can you imagine a giant, like, paper mache Selma head just on normal small size Selma where she's just destroying a room full of dumb dads? (laughs) Oh, God. Hands free. Hands free. (laughs) Just fucking back. You don't touch me. You don't touch me. I touch you. Smack. (laughs) That would be even worse. Like, uh, bait. That well, there are those. There's like that, like there's a video series that's. Like, I feel like we got off the rails here. Yeah, rails yeah. here. Speaking yeah. of rails, there's those videos <laughs> that's like 300 at a time world record. And it's just the nerdiest of nerds yanking their own cocks in a Ugh. long line to get like one pump in to make a record. And then there's Ugh. always there's like a guy next to the girl with like a microphone who's like. How you feeling? You ready to get that record? You need some salve? I was like, I'm going to throw up. I actually didn't see the video. I saw the woman on Ricky Lake. Howard Stern or something? No, she was on Ricky Lake talking about, like, the feet. The feet, indeed. The indeed. Just the nerdiest comic. Like, there there literally were probably people reading comic books in line. Those are the only people who sign up for that. Well, no, I would actually, like to be that's a part of true. history. The only people I, I I take it back, comic book nerds. I apologize. It's not you. It's the booger nerds. It's just lines full yeah. of boogers. Because what other people have that little amount of shame? You know what I mean? That's true. Just yeah. all guys people. just wearing shirts with their fucking little yanks hanging out, <laughs> just slowly tugging at their soft fucking cocks, waiting for. It's just horrendous. There's like scaggly the fluffs going up and down the line, <laughs> but don't even, that poor them. Oh my God. Oh my God. Every, that oh. seems like a luxury that wouldn't be afforded those 300 bugs. Yeah, exactly. That's a different movie yourself. called 300, a completely different sadder tale. I feel like, inst- yeah, I feel like instead of a fluff, they just have like a fire hose full of goo and they hit them waist down just to make sure <laughs> they're lubricated. Just a ruler, just to slap them right across the... T- or like a, you know, like a a, a, a disbarred doctor, or a, a discredited doctor with two rubber <laughs> gloves on administering little fucking condoms. Put them on. Doing an inspection where they have to he's peel back the, your fucking... He's got to look for sores. He's got that cigarette always dangling off of his lip. Oh, I will say I did see the best thing. I was like, cigarettes are really bad, but cigarettes should still be allowed in one context, and that is to be dangling out of a dad's mouth while he throws a football to his kid. So I saw that <laughs> yesterday. We were having brunch, and there was a big outdoor patio, and they had an area for kids to play. It was just looked over. It's just a dad, fucking painter jeans on, just long butt hanging out of his mouth, taking a drag. Eat, son. Throwing, throwing the balls like oh that, that that's reminiscent. All right, Jesus Christ. Um, are we gavel bang? We're gavel bang. We tonight. are. Yeah. Speaking, of, Selma's getting her gavel banged, and it's time for us to gavel bang. To do to do so as well. Um, fuck. What do we do? Last week was nines for everybody. You you guys had crazy eights, and I went a nine. Crazy eight nine. We were high. Uh, this one I go seven. I'm I like with this you. episode a lot. I liked it too. There wasn't a there wasn't a lot to detract from it. Uh, not yeah, not seven. really the funniest episode out there. Not but certainly not a stinker by any means. And, I thought it was and it flowed funny. nice. It was like a thinker. Ashley said she goes seven, so we got three sevens. All right, jackpot. Seventh heaven. Um, seven minutes th- in heaven I, with a hunt. I, 
I liked all the jokes. I liked the jokes that played against what we expect from a night court, like played against like, oh, Harry's going to give a speech, but Selma makes fun of him and he doesn't get to give his speech. Right. And just the, the accordion guy was awesome. The accordion guy was wonderful. Uh, uh, yeah, even, even that him. initial play with the cut back from the uh, intro yeah. back to the kiss is funny. Dan's it's, fucking relation. Excuse me. Dan's relationship they, with uh, Copelson was good. Copelson was good. Yeah. So, no, I yeah. thought it was really good. All the jokes were great. They didn't like ham it too much. We're like, hey, we got a joke coming. Yeah. They they just let him land. Like they let him be and they weren't too weird to take you out of it, but just goofy enough. Mm-hmm. Like so all of Selma's tall tales, like those are great. Yeah, I feel like maybe literally the only reason she got dropped down one is cuz Billy is in the picture. Billy legitimately it's one point. Let's one yeah. point down. It's like when you slip a little bit in uh, your ice skating competition. Boom, yeah, right off the bat. Right out the gate. You're yeah. one down. Um, yeah, I go seven. I really like this episode. It was cool. Like the last two episodes have been awesome. Yeah, yeah, I agree. We're 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 hitting a stride in season two, which is nice. Hopefully, yeah, finish it out. We got twenty two episodes this season, so we got another seven. Hey, man, we're climbing a we're we're <laughs> we're making it, man. It's a long it's a long road to tell. I can't believe yeah. there's nine yeah. seasons. I can't believe there's nine seasons. <laughs> Literally. Literally, our children will be grown up when we're done with this. They will. I mean, there is a good chance that they will be in school, at least <laughs> some sort of formal education. Yeah, sometimes. Yeah, exactly. Uh, well, there you go. Uh, All right. What do you say? The night is long and full of weirdos. Well, yeah. Hunky. Have hunky a good night, weirdos. hunk. Hunk. Have a good night, Dan- hunk. Court. Let Dance and Selma guide ye to your beds. <laughs> Get that dung out of your mouth, Dan. <laughs> or Copelson's little fucking copy. Right, there it was uh season two episode 15 i'm taking a break pulling the pistol out of my mouth from dealing with health care 2017 and 18 baby the system is smooth as ron jeremy's rough cock it is garbage but what isn't garbage is have a good night court if you liked it go ahead and go back listen to previous episodes uh, you might also like our main podcast, Jerk Practice, on Apple Podcasts and Google Play. We're also on Facebook at Jerk Practice Pod, and we have a blog at jerkpractice.com. Uh, give us a review. That's the biggest treat you can give. And then also review healthcare.gov and try and not jump off a building. Like the accordion player, Brian Green, who's still alive. Night Court. I'm sorry. No sweat. If you're interested... And if you're wondering if a heart can beat through nine presidents, six husbands, 45 springs, and still race at the sight of a tan Buick driving up the street, honey, I'm here to tell you it can. <laughs>